Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. This is Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, reporting live from the Wisconsin Association Affairs Convention. And I am being joined by Jerry Apps, who is the author of Meet Me on the Midway. Jerry, tell me, what is the Meet Me on the Midway book? I know it's a history of Wisconsin fairs, but take me through your time creating this book. Well, I, I started with the idea that I knew a lot about fairs having experienced them as a, an extension agent, as a 4-H agent, as a former fair judge, but I was interested in more than what's happening these days. I was interested in where's the history? How do we find the history? So I began digging out the history of fairs, which took me back to Europe 200 years before Christ. 200 BC, we had fairs. They're not a new idea at all. And at that time, fairs were primarily business affairs, where people came to conduct business. And there's a dimension of that that exists to this day. And it wasn't until the Romans took the idea of fairs to northern Europe that they morphed into what today we would call an agricultural fair. And the people that came from Europe to this country, and that's a lot of them, they brought with them the idea of a fair. And that's how it all got started. In Massachusetts was the very first fair, and the very first fair had but three merino sheep in it. And people came from all over because they did not know what a merino sheep was. They had other sheep, but here they all came to see this guy's three sheep. And that's how it all began. So those are the earliest incarnations of the livestock exhibitors, it sounds like. Can you touch on the transition from then to now? The change in the livestock exhibitors, the numbers, broad range of livestock or grandstand entertainment. There's so many things that have changed over the years. They certainly have. Mind you, the very first fairs were agricultural animals, men. No women were allowed to show anything. No kids, no youth. There wasn't such a thing as youth exhibiting. The first transition, and I don't have the year in mind, I probably have it in the book, women were asked to show some of the things that they were doing at home, quilting and cooking and baking and so on. And then it was in 1914, really, when the Smith-Lever Act was passed by the Congress, creating the county agent system and the 4-H system. That's when we began to see young people really coming into the fairs. And now, as you know, some fairs are only focused on youth fairs. They call themselves 4-H fairs. So it's taken a long time for fairs to transition from just three sheep and men showing animals to now where the exhibits are widely distributed, all kinds of topics from aeronautics to photography to gardening to whatever. You have quite the resume, as you kind of touched on earlier, being a past 4-H leader, extension agent, and so much more. Can you touch on your time in those roles and how it helped you to where you are today to be the author of this book and maybe some of your favorite stories or memories that you have cultivated because of those experiences. Well, I began as an extension agent in 1957 in Green Lake County. I soon learned that one of my jobs would be to help organize the fair. And it was uh, not a large fair. It was at the county garage and the grounds around the garage. And that's where we put together the fair. And it was interesting. Then I moved in 1960 to Green 
May. And the Brown County Fair was many times larger. And there I have all kinds of stories. One of the funniest stories, at that time I started doing a lot of TV work. Another farm director said to me, bring along one of the animals that you're going to have at this show that we want to put on TV. And I thought, now what kind of an animal could I bring? And so I agreed because I had known that if you bring a beef steer and the lights go on, the chances of the beef steer going to the, toward the doors are pretty good. But the lamb, I figured that would be a good thing. So I had this little 4-H member, and she had the lamb, and we're on TV. And at that time, Alice in Dairyland just happened to be in town, and she had been invited to come to the fair. And so Alice in Dairyland in those days always wore a fancy formal gown and a corsage. Now here we're at on live television now, and she had apparently no experience with lambs. And so I'm to interview her. And so I'm asking her uh, questions about what's her interest and so on. And she starts petting this lamb. She says, this is the cutest little lamb. And the lamb takes a big bite out of the corsage. Now these famous words were uttered by the extension agent. That lamb sure has good taste. I mean, the floor crew burst into laughter. The producer couldn't stop laughing. They finally went to a commercial. And forever after, Whenever Apps was on TV, everybody would watch. Because what screw-up is he going to do next? In your book, you also feature some other people and their quotes or questions. Can you touch a little bit on that and why you felt that was important in sharing the sure. story of Wisconsin well, I have I have a whole chapter on stories, per se. And one of the themes in the stories happens to be romance. And I was surprised beyond belief as to how many people met their spouse at the fair. One story, this young lady, she was probably in high school, and now this wannabe boyfriend wanted to take her to the movie event, and she said, no, I gotta take care of my calves. And her famous line was, I didn't have time for love, I had to worry about my calf. I have all kinds of stories like that in the, in the, in the chapter on stories. Everybody has a story. Can you touch on the political or social forces over time that have shaped the fair industry into the icon that it is today? Well, there's a certain group of people that would like to believe that because we have only one and a half, two percent of the people living on the land as farmers, why in the world do we need a fair? It's those folks I want to speak to about what fairs have transitioned into and why they are so important today as a way of helping those who don't know understand that rural America is still alive and well and it needs a spokesperson and the county fair and the state fair is the most interesting subtle spokesperson you could ever find because you are learning about rural life without knowing it. When you come from Chicago or Milwaukee or wherever you might be living, you go in the cattle barn and you see the kids with the animals and you see a relationship that doesn't make sense to you until you begin to understand that there is a relationship that these kids have drawn with their animals. They've spent the summer teaching the critter how to lead, for example. And nowhere in the history of education is there anything more important in learning than the four model, learning by doing. Where do you think the future of the fair industry will be, maybe in the next three to five years, based on what you've seen in your time and your involvement? Uh, it's easy to feel depressed about where things are going. I am optimistic. When I see a group and I see the enthusiasm that they have for the idea of a fair, and when I see them clapping 
when someone shares a fair story, that makes me optimistic. These folks are going to lead the way in providing the leadership for the fairs of the future. And I applaud them, everyone. Where can people find your book if they want to be able to read it and buy it for themselves? Uh, most bookstores have it. You can buy it online. You can buy it from the Historical Society store in Madison. It's pretty much everywhere. Once again, that book is the Meet Me on the Midway by Jerry Apps, and that covers the history of Wisconsin fairs. Once again, that was Jerry Apps, author of Meet Me on the Midway. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report, reporting live from the Wisconsin Association of Fairs Convention.